Boo! You did scare me. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to put my finger on and tell you, yeah, you made me jump. <laughs> so now we're recording. I had, I think um, it's hard when you have a geriatric cat because, like, he's begging me for food. And I'm like, dude, there's some right here. It's a soft food he wants. And I'm like, it's right here on this paper plate. Like, look at it. Like, look at it. And he's just like, yeah. I'm like, it's your food. Eat your food. Yeah. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Invigorate Radio. It is also August 28th. No, don't listen to me. It is August 30th, 2018. Yes, it is. And I am Jen, and this is... I'm Joy, and we're ready to stick some good stuff into your head. Yes, we are. We're going to get started with our national days. So, um, today is almost over with, so we're going to tell you about tomorrow. Tomorrow is National Trail Mix Day. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we yeah. should go on a trail so we can eat it. <laughs> oh. You know, eat trail mix. The night now, no, we're no, we're going on a trail. Jokes. No, <laughs> go, and, go walk the trail so we can eat our trail mix. You're, I know, we're <laughs> not funny. <laughs> Observed annually on August 31st, National Trail Mix Day honors the mix that was developed as a healthy snack to be taken along on hikes. It is an ideal hike snack food because it's very lightweight, it's easy to store, it's nutritious, and it provides a quick energy boost from the carbohydrates and the dry fruits or the granola, as well as sustained energy from the fats and the nuts. Um, One claim to the invention is held by two California surfers who in 1968 blended peanuts and raisins together for a, an energy snack. However, in, ni- in the 1958 novel, The Dharma Bums, <laughs> written by Jack K- Kerouac, trail mix is mentioned when the two main characters describe the planned meals in preparation for their hiking trip. So there you go. Um, you can And how you can observe... You know, you make some trail mix and then you ha- use hashtag National Trail Mix Day. <laughs> yeah. Take pictures of your trail mix and post it, apparently. Uh-huh. Um, or you can watch paint dry. Either one. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> or the <All> grass right. grow. <laughs> I don't know. This is National Diotomaceous Earth Day. What so is that? We're learning new things every day. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, this is. It's on August 31st. Oh, yeah. That's around. Durr. I, my brain shuts down and you start laughing at your own jokes. It's not going to be yeah. good. This is going to be a rough show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> On August 31st, we celebrate National Diomaceous Earth Day to recognize the diatom and the remarkable mineral it creates. And it says most people know of diomaceous earth because they use it to filter their swimming pools or for its natural insecticide properties that controls insects in their homes or gardens. I have never heard of this, have you? Not at all. Not at all. Well, I guess we it says we would know it as D E. Does that I don't know. No. Just no. DE. Hmm. Uh, materials um right here it says biologists know about diatoms or diatoms, the single cell plants that form diomaceous earth because they are truly the lungs of the earth and that they produce three-fourths of the world's new oxygen supply. How do we not know about this? 
I don't know. It produces three-fourths of the world's ox new oxygen supply. And we were like, what is di diatomation? <laughs> um, it is I bet you that if you did a survey, there wouldn't hardly be anybody that I've actually knows anybody. Then again, we've never had a pool. We've had, if there's like, anybody listening, yeah, if there's anyone listening that knows about this, please let us know because we are <laughs> we will be surprise that other people know because <laughs> they make it sound so common they're like most people know of the diamaceous earth because but i've never it's not like it just drops in a normal conversation so what you do right. today i'm uh, gonna go watch some diamaceous earth you know buddy i don't know never hear it mentioned but yeah so it's also known as de is a sedimentary rock found in large deposits worldwide and mined primarily in the united states mexico chile peru france spain denmark and china while still being formed today, some of the deposits of diamaceous earth developed millions of years ago. They are formed as diatoms die and fall to the body, the bottom of bodies of water. Over the over time, the organic portions of the diatoms are weathered away, and the remaining opal frustules form diamaceous earth. Wow, we are learning a load today. Yeah. Goodness sake! So tomorrow, celebrate your diamaceous earth. I like um, the next day. I like the next one. Yeah, let's hop on because this is getting a little, a little heavy. Oh yeah, oh there, yeah, you would like this one. This one is National Matchmaker Day. Now, is this making matches or is this actually matchmaker? It's Matchmaker Day. <laughs> okay. On where you fill in all the yeah. people, hop in a big pillowcase, and then people match them, pull them out one by one, and match them. Oh, like socks? Yes, like socks. That's where <laughs> I was going with it. <laughs> On August 31st, National Matchmaker Day honors those romantics whose dauntless pursuit of the perfect purchase for Cupid's arrows results in lasting love stories. Oh, I'll have to check into that. Playing matchmaker requires a bit of social savvy, the ability to listen, and timing. They know each friend's habits, good and bad, passions and hobbies. When there is a spark, even when the prospective couple is painfully unaware, the matchmaker knows. So it's more or less the person doing the matchmaking day. So I guess that's... How come we can always matchmake somebody else like we know when our friend is good to go with this friend or that friend? But they never do but... it for you. No, you, you don't know how to do it for yourself. <laughs> Well, I think that's because people suck at taking their own advice. So oh. I imagine it has something to do with that. Like, <laughs> you just probably aren't that great at finding your own people, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it just doesn't work out as yeah. well. It says, while matchmaker isn't, while a matchmaker isn't always successful, her or his heart is certainly in the right place. It's all about love, after all. Even the success stories can be quite entertaining. So hmm. you can observe National Matchmaker Day by honoring those special matchmakers who work to bring couples together. Probably hmm. the, like, the weird meddlers that's like, I know this guy named, you know, uh, <laughs> Timmy, know. Tom. Francis. <laughs> Timmy Tom. <laughs> Francis. And she go good with Susie K. You <laughs> more like fried chicken. I don't yeah. know. Kinda, yeah. But yeah, so there you go. There's that. And and then to wrap it all up, very oddly, we're jumping around all over the place. We've got the, the oxygen-producing Earth sharing the day with trail mix, sharing the day with matchmakers. And now to make it even more weird and out of the... It's National South Carolina Day. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Well, we're honoring dirt and 
matchmakers will just throw in the good state of South Carolina. So, North National South Carolina Day recognizes the Palmetto State and her unique landscapes, bold personalities, and long history. The Catawbas and the Cherokee were some of the first to greet Spanish and French explorers. In the 16th century, their tribes dotted the land with villages. The English established the first successful settlement, settlement near present-day Charleston, named Carolina initially after King Charles I. The colony later split into North and South Carolina in 1710. Following in the footsteps of the previous colonies, South Carolina would become the eighth state to ratify the Constitution. I'll so, be darned. Yeah, yeah, well, those four days in a row, you could make a story out of. You know, like, I went to South Carolina, and <laughs> I was going to this matchmaker club, and we went for a trail. We went on a trail on the Earth Day. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> we went from Carolina Day to Matchmaker Day. Thursday betrayal. <laughs> I just thought I made a little love story. <laughs> oh well, I tried. <laughs> Don't fool me. <laughs> oh, you bad girl. All right, now we're going on with our now good and interesting to, news. Yeah, we're gonna get out of this yeah. weird National Day rant, and we're going to hop in to some good or interesting or whatever news. Here we go. You are not going to believe this good interesting news. I found that as a theme park in France is set to deploy six intelligent birds to pick up trash in exchange what? for food. Wow. <laughs> Seriously. They look something I... like they look something like a, like a, a awesome. black bird. They it's just called... going to put six of them out there like hey, six birds. It says clean up this mess. <laughs> just deploy six intelligent ones. It's probably the ones they've learned, you know, they're working on the rest, but <laughs> Yes, they got thanks. six of them that will work with them. They're they're the call they're called corvids, C O R V I D S. The family of the birds that includes crows and ravens are incredibly intelligent creatures, and they've been known to use tools, solve complex puzzles, and plan for the future. Bobu and bamboo and bill, black, brickol and bakol officially started their new gigs on Monday. The birds will work for four days a week and under close watch of a falconer. You know what a falconer is? He's the trainer. Oh, the guy that wears the glove. The glove on his hand, yeah. Who will make sure that people don't toss garbage onto the ground just to watch the birds pick it up. You According know that's going to happen. <laughs> yes. They're going to need more than one falconer to stop these derp-a-derps from doing that because they're totally going to do that. Yes. They're like, hey, Bill, let's go down to the park and throw garbage on the floor and watch the six birds pick it up. Yeah, and then let's they're going to turn into like a bedding ring. And I then they, th yeah, or someone throws gum on the ground. Yeah, or someone throws gum on the ground. Gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> According to Poduful presidents, Nicholas D. Villers, the purpose of the project isn't just to keep the park clean, but the purpose of the coast is to educate people, to open their minds, to think, okay, the birds are able to do something that we are much more able to do than them. So we should do this ourselves, Villers says. He says it's also about showing nature itself can teach us to take care of the environment. So well, isn't that amazing? Story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it shows a little, it shows a black bird and he's got a piece of foil in his mouth. And, and this is a town in France. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
a theme park in France. So sakes, that is pretty impressive. I yeah. think it's awesome and exciting. I feel like they should have more than six birds, and I feel like they should have more than one falconer. Yeah, well, maybe oh, it'll get better. I think they should have six birds and then six drones flying to protect the birds and just, <sighs> you know. Why don't they just treat the drones to pick up the garbage? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Or if someone has the drones watch the people that's throwing it down and they go down and zap them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I don't know. That that that's a funny. That's a pretty neat story. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very I much. I like it. That was a cool story. So since I booed you, I think I'll, I'll toss you some chips. Oh, thank you. Thank I you. Wanna, I'm bowing. I'm cursing. I'm cursing <laughs> now. Right now. Yeah. Well, your story. I don't know. Do you think it's going to be better than mine? My story. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard yours yet. <laughs> <laughs> some thieves that tried to siphon petrol, but they sucked out sewage by mistake. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's like, you got, oh. you're reaping what you sow there. Everybody. Oh gosh. And um, look how long it's been sitting there. Gross. But I saw the sort of like, oh, this is Serves them right. Um, it said, you know, life is full of lessons, and many of us find that we are going from one lesson to the next. At times, they're re relatively easy to learn, but at other times, they can be a hard lesson indeed. Well, that was the case for some thieves who were trying to make a hasty retreat with some gas in Australia. Apparently, oh. they felt they needed to, to the gas bad enough that they would go to a tour bus in the middle of the night and siphon out the tank. That's exactly what they did, but when they started sucking on the siphon hose, they got more than what they bargained for. It turns out they put the siphon hose in the wrong place, and instead of siphoning gas, they were actually siphoning straight out of the sewage tank. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, so oh, can so you imagine? <laughs> and then he hurries up real quick and sticks it into the gas tank because <laughs> it's in his mouth i know right is that and he goes i gotta get rid of it somewhere it's horrible <laughs> investigating police sergeant had this to say well you we know there is gas they made a very hasty retreat with some bitter taste in their mouth yeah can you imagine yeah the police yeah. are still trying to track them down, but they are probably not trying too hard. After all, they have already been punished enough. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Oh, gosh. That Don't is good. Don't gas from tour buses <laughs> or anywhere. <laughs> you just Especially if you don't know what Nazli to go to. <laughs> morons. But anyway. Morons. But hey, yeah. let them be morons because they learned their lesson, hopefully. Yeah. All right, we're moving into Did You Know? Did You Know? Did You Know That? I didn't know that. Oh, my baby girl. Did you know, Jen, that sitting while talking on the phone for eight hours will burn? Guess how many calories it'll burn? Hmm, I'm not sure, but I feel like I, you and I can burn those calories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're burning, I wonder if it counts if you're podcasting together. I think we, so, because your jaws are moving. <laughs> yeah, we are laughing. Unless yeah. you're telling your one of your weird jokes after 10 o'clock, then we're not burning yeah, any yeah. calories whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, while you, how many, how much do you think actually that you burn? 
Well, since I'm looking at the show notes, I feel kind of guilty just for okay. Now just tell. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, if you talk on the phone for eight hours, you will burn 914 calories. Now, how do they figure this out? You know, how do they go about? Everybody has to be different. Everybody can't burn the same amount of calories. But however, who's going to argue? Right. (laughs) And you guess how much money they they probably spent to find this out? That's another situation. Right. (laughs) But. Driving a car for eight hours will knock off around 1,219 calories just by driving your car for eight hours. Well, that's awesome. That's unreal, isn't it? That so is, truckers, no wonder, you ever that. seen a heavy set trucker? Yeah. <laughs> well, he must not drive 1,000. Lo- a local driver. <laughs> yeah, he must not be a long driver. And, and standing at a casino for eight hours will burn about 1,402 calories. Oh, that's wow. unreal. That is nuts. The, and the, did you know that the liquid inside young coconuts can be used as a substitute for blood plasma? No, but why don't they do that? I have no idea because, well, well, there ain't a lot of coconuts around here. So <laughs> I know it's probably one of the reasons. I don't know. They could have it imported <laughs> or something, I guess. Yeah. And this next one here is um, kind of, it's like, wow, you know, I never thought of it. But donkeys kill more people annually than plane crashes. That is that is so sad. Yeah. Poor, it's like lovely donkey. Just kicking the crap out of <laughs> Just beating up people left and right. Yeah, yeah. That is nuts. I have no idea. Yeah, because they probably, you know, they go behind them and they start kicking and hit you in the head. You're gone. You're gone. That's Kinda why I don't sex. like walking behind uh, donkeys or horses right. at the fair, you know, unless they've got the wood up there. But yeah, that's a, you never know when they're going to even kick your baby stroller. You never know. Yeah, what's, you just what's never going. know. Yeah. Well, that is crazy. Yeah. Well, here's some more crazy news. Did you know that flamingos turn pink from eating shrimp? You know, I did see that when I went to a zoo here last spring. Um, Yeah, that was pretty interesting to me. That's where they get their color from. I had no idea. I didn't know it until then, but yeah. Yeah, so I wonder, in case you didn't know, you know you do, that flamingos turn pink from eating shrimp. And I did agree. I always thought that they were born with that color, but it actually turns out that they are that they are living in a in a dodge. They are what they eat. Really, it's a, a very cliche, but they're fitting right in. And they eat pink shrimp. Flamingos are born with gray plumage. They get their rosy hue pink by ingesting a type of organic pigment called a carotenoid. Um, they also obtain this through their main food source, brine shrimp, which is um, feasted on, which feast on microscopic algae that naturally produce the carotenoids. The enzymes in the flamingo's liver break down the compounds into pink and orange pigment molecules, which are then deposited into the bird's feathers, legs, and beaks. So how crazy is that? That's pretty neat. I had no idea. But it, I mean, that's, it kind of fills in the blink of like, why are there no other pink birds out? You know, you really see yeah. any other pink birds other than these guys. So... Um, right. That kind of, that makes a lot of sense. That was super interesting. And then I thought I'd toss this one in here too. This is a very serious nutritional fact. Um, I thought I would do it. It's a, it's a really good PSA for everybody. Public service announcement for people who don't know what PSAs are. D- this is a nutrition fact. If you drink a gallon of water per day, you won't have time for other people's drama because you'll be too busy peeing. So stay hydrated, my friends. <laughs> yes, that's one way. That's one way to get away from drama and gossip. <laughs> yeah, you gotta just drink lots of 
water and spend your time. It's a wonder they don't come the up with a. <laughs> it's a wonder they don't come up with a drink just for that. <laughs> I know, right? Drink this, and you'll no longer well, gossip. They do. Or... <laughs> it's called alcohol. Once you break the seal, you're in there forever. So, <laughs> but if, <laughs> I don't recommend that because that oh, would yeah. bring you more drama. So, yeah, the country songs are country songs because people are drinking water. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The country songs is they're getting drunk, getting divorced. And having pity parties with a good yeah. So, right. oh, you have some then and now for us. Yep. Then and now. The, the word is called poke. Yes. And what it meant was that, uh, and I lost her. Oh, because I'm <laughs> deleting all the gifts that you had in our show notes. Oh, okay. All right. Got it. All so right. You're not getting distracted by your Okay. Gifts. All right. Then and now is poke the word is poke what it used to mean is the irritated gesture children used on parents to motion in the grocery store or treats they wanted you ever have a child poke you and say hey mom 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 you know with their finger or pull on you they go to move when they're walking or sleeping a person a sleeping person they poke at you are you awake are you awake <laughs> or a painful experience in your eye um, yeah, that's normally oh, what ouch. It is. Yeah, or I just poked myself in the eye. Well, don't do that, you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. What it means now, it means a Facebook feature used to send virtual virtual pushes, prods, or jabs or someone in your social circle and reserves it to a significant other best friend and true weirdos. <laughs> best practice include like one or two people that just start poking you out of nowhere and it says poke like that's an so it's like it's like almost like a passive aggressive hello it's like they can't say hey how's it going it's they like just they let just you know send you yeah. a poke so then mm -hmm. how do you deal with you just, i just poke them back like okay you know like if <laughs> i don't understand i don't know yeah. if it's something like hey i'm still here just thinking about you poke you know or yeah what? i don't know it's weird well it says it's often reserved for significant others best friends and true weirdos but Best practices include unfriending. If this happens to you, it's not meant as a joke. In the sentence, for instance, is this ra rando just poked me on Facebook. I'm definitely yeah. not poking him back. <laughs> you yes, know? Exactly. <laughs> it's just some random yeah. person. The next word is stumble. It used to mean to, to trip or slip, blunder, or walk into an unsteadily often in the dark. Usually results in embarrassing stories <laughs> when you stumble against something. You know, you'd be walking along and you ever hate, don't you hate it when you're walking yeah, along? Yeah, there's an unbalanced or hole in the ground. You, you fall down and twist your ankle and you yes. can't believe you did it. <laughs> well, in the sentence in the middle of the night, like it would use, I stumbled to grab a glass of water. But now it means the act of having web pages tailored to your interests and to you in seemingly random and often for fortuitous ways um, via the stumble upon bookmark, marklet, bookmarklet. So you can pretend to be surprised when you see things that you enjoy. In a sentence, use as example, stumbling to the next site about marine biology. That's weird. I've never heard. Well, I've never heard anybody use that term before. So that's new to me. Well, well, that's yeah. cool. I've <laughs> not cool. ever heard of that before. Uh, the next one is feed. What it what it used to mean was to give someone some food or food that you give to another person or an animal. You can also be used when referencing putting money into a machine or a meter. You're feeding it. You know. Yeah. Or like in a, a sentence, Tweety is hungry. He needs some bird feed. <laughs> well, what it means now is a place where everyone you've ever met posts pictures of their lunches, their babies, or even their engagement rings. Like in a sentence, it could say, I have a, I have to block everyone on my feed that is into taking gym selfies, you know, yes, like these people. 
Yes. I can so. agree with this person because sometimes it's a little much. And I think it's like when people are on your feed and the feed is like all about them and they mm -hmm. don't ever reach out or engage with anybody else. It's like the 99th um, selfie and they always are like doing that stupid duck lip thing with their lips. Or like sticking their tongues their out. out. Or their, yeah, every picture. And it's crazy because if you look back through like their profile pictures, they look like they're all the same. Just a different outfit and maybe different lighting, but the face is the same and everything. And you're just like, oh. Why? Why? Yeah, Why do you have to like, stick your tongue on. out? I mean, you teach your children not to stick their tongue out and then you have mothers sticking their tongue well, I out. I think some <laughs> people stick their tongue out because they think it makes their face look skinnier, but really. I, I just think they look, they look like a lizard to me. <laughs> They look like a lizard because I, I don't see enough lizards for that to be the first thing in my head. Just like I would actually take someone sticking their tongue out, then the weirdos have to flip off the picture like they're some rebellious teenager and they're like in their 40s. I'm yeah. like, you're in your four or even your 30s or even your 20s. Like, that seems like something that a child like, would do. Yeah, like young people like 14 or 15 do because they think they're being so rebellious. Like, look at me, I'm so rough and rogue i'm gonna flip the camera off and then but it's i mean come on i hate it then but i'm like oh they're they're just being young and dumb but when i see like the 40 year olds doing it i'm like for the love of biscuits grow up you just want to them in the forehead wake up wake up yeah not yeah. cool anymore you're old yeah. stop yeah. it you're mature is what it is. I don't, they're not, they're being immature. That's about, exactly. That's my, they pet should. Peeve. yeah. So yeah, I would take the, the Hey, you should put pet peeves in our program. We <laughs> yeah, should put some pet peeves in. I'm well, sure we have plenty. Radio. We're invigorating people. With yes. And also, also people could write in our, our listeners could write us and tell us about their pet peeves. <laughs> yeah, yep, That would be so awesome. <laughs> okay. So All right. Into. We are moving into recommendations. Well, recommendations. well, I have a recommendation. I have found a channel on DirecTV or it's probably on any of the television satellite or cable, but it's called uh, FETV, F-E-T-V, F-E-T, and then a V. And it's on channel 323 on direct TV channel. And um, what I want to tell you about is like the old, old programs, um, things that I haven't seen in a very, very long time, um, such as Maud that came out in 1976. Remember that show? You don't remember. He's with, uh, and then Dor there's Maud. And then though. there's Maud. The <laughs> yes. Yep. And that was, that. yes. And then Barney Miller, if you haven't seen him in a long time, that was in 1979. And then there was One Day at a Time. <gasps> Mary Tyler Moore Show, your show. Yes, yeah, the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Um, that was in 1970. And then, because I wanted to be Mary Tyler Moore really bad when I was growing up. And uh -huh. now I'm I'm her today. <laughs> there you go. I live in my own little place. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then there was uh, Designing Women. Designing Women. I'm on the yeah. website now. It was called um, Family Entertainment TV. That's what the FE is. that what that are. is? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we have The Flying Nun. Now, that was Sally Fields and back in 1970. 
And that was pretty interesting. Every now and then you can actually see the string that she's hanging from as they're making her fly around. Really? That's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just old television way they did things back then. Yeah. And then there's Lassie. Lassie was 1967. Wow. Uh, I think I was in third or fourth grade at that time. Um, Roy Rogers, I watched that every Saturday morning, and that was 1953 and on up to probably the 60s when it, they took it off the air later on in the 60s. The Lone Ranger, same thing. I watched that a lot. That was 1951. And there was Father's Knows Best. That's a good show. And Hazel, I watch that a lot right now, even today. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's, a, she's a maid that works for this fella. And she, his wife is someone that she had raised since she was a little girl. And now that she's their maid. And Hazel, and she gets herself into all kinds of predicaments. But she's really cute. And oh, that really? was in 1962. I love that show. And then there was I Dream a Genie which was my husband's favorite show. And um, that was in 1966. And then, of course, she's the one that comes, a genie coming out of the bottle, and the astronaut finds her on a beach site, on a beach, because he's in uh, NASA, and he landed there in a, in a spaceship. And that's a pretty interesting show. That, and Bewitched is on there, 1971. Bewitched was where she, uh, she tickled her little nose, and she makes makes things, you know, change. And, her husband's not. He's normal, and he gets into a lot of troubles because she does things to him. <laughs> then there was the and Bob Newhart. mother-in-law that was kind of a grout. Oh yeah, she's yeah. She's not a fan of him. I remember. No, that. no, she's not. Right. She's very eccentric. Yeah, and 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 it, to go back to I Dream a Genie, that was Barbara Eden that did that back when she was real young. Um, Bob Newhart show. Well, of course, was Bob Newhart, and that was right. 1972. And and then Perry Mason, that was a detective, like a lawyer show, I should say. That's an oldie I used to watch. And there's just all kinds of different ones you'll find throughout that you might like to check it out. It's a really neat station to check out. And um, it's more cleaner shows, too, than what we awesome. see today. So well, yeah, some of us, some of, of you older people it? that's been looking for something to watch. Already that you did younger people. Well, younger people will get to see how it was back then. Yeah. And how much more cleaner the world was in, in television. I mean, you didn't have a lot of these shows. You didn't have people in bed together. They had beds on ones. Even I Love Lucy's that way. You know, one bed, one bed, you know, with a stand between the beds, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's totally different. So, okay. Well, what's cool. your recommendations, Jen? I am still digging When Calls the Heart. It's a... Uh... It's on um, Hallmark. I'm really enjoying that. It's for anyone who doesn't know. I think I've talked about it before. Uh -huh. I can't remember. But um, it's about a character named Elizabeth Thatcher. She's a young teacher. She is accustomed to very high society life. She experiences culture shock when she gets her first classroom assignment in Coal Valley. Um, it's a little small mining town, and it's filled with a lot of challenges. They use outhouses and everything is old school and she where she came from her family had money she had people taking care of her clothes and her food and she didn't have to want for anything and she got tired of that kind of life and she wanted to grow as a person so she took a job out in this little town that's a coal uh, coal mining town and um, one of the first couple episodes, you'll find that a, an explosion actually had killed more than a dozen of the town's miners, which left a lot of widows behind. And those widows of the men um, took to work in the mines to earn money. 
and she becomes really close friends with them. The villain in the show is one of the um the the mine um one of the bosses of the coal mine where, you know, he's he, a little shysty dude and he does shysty things and he was trying to kick tries to kick people out of their houses. He's the villain, you know? So, um, I, I, at first, it's like one of those shows that you see on Netflix and you're like, that looks like a good show, but for some reason you just don't make the plunge into it. Cause you don't, you, you know, you're like, Oh, that'll be boring. I actually really enjoy it. It's nice. It's nice to sit down and watch something that's not too, um, dark and violent. You know, I like that. I, I always gravitate towards Hallmark shows. Uh-huh. I really well, like I don't that. blame you. So it kind of has a vibe of like Little House on the Prairie, like back in in those times, um, because you know they still drive around in their coaches and their little buggies and stuff. And but the more rich people um, during this period of time actually have um, cars that like the in town, like in the major cities. But that technology and that money is not out where she's at. So it's pretty neat. She teaches school. She's a school teacher. The widows all pull together any money they have from the life insurance policies from their husbands being killed at work and they pay her a salary all together and they didn't have a schoolhouse. They had gotten burned down and she teaches school out of a saloon in the day. Uh, so during the day she teaches the kids in the saloon and at night it's a saloon. So it's very interesting. So huh. I really, really like it a lot. It's such a good show. I want to say they just wrapped up the fifth season, so it'll be going, that season will be going on Netflix soon. I want to say there's four seasons right now on Netflix, and hmm. I, you can find the show on Hallmark. It's one of their longest running um, shows, so uh -huh. I think, yeah, I think it's five years in. I'll have to see. Yeah, I think, I think that's what it was. Yep, season five. They were just wrapping up. So I like it. It sounds good. I'll check I it out. Yeah, I dig it. It's a good show. It's a good feel good show. But there's still some stuff, you know, there's still mysteries, like things happen, things come up missing, people come up missing. So I mean, they, but nothing is too, it's not a dark and dreary show. So I right. enjoy that. It's probably a lot of teaching lessons in it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Life, life like lessons. That. Yeah. Yep. So, um, we are moving into our funny stuff. Okay. Right, Joy, I really yeah. hope you didn't come up with these jokes on your own. No. Oh. Here's your joke. Because <laughs> it is 11, 14 p.m. And yeah. I know how to... <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, really. You I am. You are doing good. You really are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What did the duck say when he bought lipstick? Put it on my bill. <laughs> <laughs> I <mean>? loved. <laughs> I could so see that. <laughs> Put it on my bill. The uh, duck. Yeah. 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 Okay. A child asked his father, how were people born? So his father said, Adam and Eve made babies. Then their babies became adults and made babies and so on. The child then went to his mother. And asked her the same question. She told him, we were monkeys. Then we evolved to become like we are now. <laughs> the child ran back to his father and said, you lied to me, daddy. His father said, no, your mom was talking about her side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like that's applicable to my life. I feel like yes. your side of the family was the um, most of them were the ones. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel like that fits. <laughs> that's cute. It put me mind of your son when I when he asked. He's only like what four and he's wants to yeah. know how babies were born. <laughs> yeah, he asked some of the like big life questions. I'm like, you're only four. What are you doing? You know? Yes, yes. <laughs> he's very inquisitive. He thinks he, he's like me. We think outside of the box. Like we we think in origin and I bet he got that from me. We we're like, where did everything start? You know, he likes right. that. So my funny thing I found was, it's perfect for Christmas time or birthdays. It's called the Prank Pack. Confuse and amuse. So if you love to watch people and sit back and watch crazy expressions on people's faces, you can buy these <laughs> fake gift boxes that appear to contain ridiculous products from clueless oh companies. You That's just pack cool. your real gift inside. You sit back and watch the expressions just you know, go off. There's six sides of real graphics and jokes, and they will have everyone passing it around. So I put the link in the show notes. It is a prank gift box, and the earwax candle kit is not real. <laughs> so just to let everybody know, but if you look at some of these, I'm going to put the link in our show notes. You can find all of our show notes and, and info at um, invigorateradio.com. <laughs> But some of these quirky boxes oh, are absolutely yes. hilarious. This There's is Emma so... Dean's earwax candle kit. Create a candle as unique as yourself. <laughs> and it looks, tr it's trippy. So it's trippy. brownish. It's brown got bumps on it with a candle all the time. It looks like somebody spackled years worth yeah, of, of earwax. It shows this lady sitting out in the corner with this headgear on with tubes. Like it's sucking earwax out of her as she sleeps. It's hilarious. Oh my gosh. This is so crazy for kids. You can give them my first fire for ages two and up. Um, a fake 18 inch fire ring, 12 inch poker, four Endura logs, and an eight ounce fuel can. And, you know, somebody gets this. Like, what would you do if you, like, gave this to your nephew or something and the parents are sitting there? Uh -huh. Helping them open up their presents for Christmas or a birthday present, and they think you bought their kid my first fire. Yes, <laughs> it would be a trip. I like this so, roto wipe. This is I <laughs> say goodbye well, to costly toilet paper. It has this little spool that goes across the toilet seat, and you set down. I like bristles, and you <laughs> it's supposed to wipe so your nutty. number two. <laughs> So nutty. Uh, and Did the crib dibbler, the crib dibbler. The crib dribbler. Dribbler, yeah, it's a little baby in a... It looks like a hamster drinking water bottle, but you hang it on the side of the yes. baby's crib so they can get water. <laughs> um, I uh, thought this one was hilarious. The bath and brew. Shower coffee maker plus soap dispenser. Oh my gosh. It a shower head. So the water, it makes your coffee in the shower while you get a shower. <laughs> That's hilarious. What do you think? And then there's the pet butler serving uh -huh. for animals. You put the, that I could see someone actually buying that, honestly. You put this this vest on your animal and it has like a built-in tray on the top and they just walk around with food on their back. <laughs> Shows so, a dog and a cat doing yeah, Each one of these oh, gosh. Um, fake product boxes are $7.99. So I think it's definitely worth the laugh. 
Um, they also have the iArm. It's a forearm, forearm mount for your iPads. So <laughs> you walk around with this uh. huge... It, the guy out the front looks like you walk around with this huge a clip to your forearm that you attach your um you attach you can put your, your ipad to or your cell phone yeah or so ah, crazy so, so you can so you can talk on the phone with one hand and hold your coffee and then have this clipped on your forearm yeah. amazing <laughs> the beer beard that's hilarious it's so funny so, yep, this is really cool. You get $7.99. You can get these really cool, very believable-looking boxes, gift boxes that you can wrap your presents up. And I think I'm going to do something like this for my husband's side of the family. This <laughs> yeah. Be hilarious. Yes, it would be. The cheese printer, the knapsack. <laughs> yes. It's going to be hilarious. So. Uh, the knapsack is a guy sitting on the bench with a blue uh, bag over his head and he's sleeping. <laughs> What is the cheese that. printer? How does that work? I don't know. I don't. I don't even see that one. It's oh, it's it looks like oh my uh, goodness. You put the cheese through the printer, and the faces come out of it, and it oh, can hang the off the side of the bread as it melts. <laughs> I, oh, two I faces. Yeah. <laughs> oh my that gosh. That's so silly. The pocket walk. It's a USB powered pocket walk. <laughs> really? You can no, not really. It's a fake gift. <laughs> oh, I know that. I'm just trying to find out where you're seeing that. So at. funny. So, all right. Yeah. Well, we will put the links to this product in the show notes. And like I said, all of the fine links and stories we've talked about this episode. So, That's cool. Yep. Absolutely. Well, that was a good one, Jenny. I want yeah. to give you an applause for oh, this one. Th oh, thank you. Here, here's some yes. cheering for myself. Yes. Yay! It just feels weird cheering yourself. Yeah. It feels weird. So... <laughs> That is right. All right, then. I think that wraps up our episode seven. If you want to email the show, you can email the show at invigorateradio at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Invigorate Radio, on Facebook at Invigorate Radio. And even better, if you want to be part of the show, a third host, you can leave us a voicemail. All you have to do is go to the I, um, Apple app store or your google app store and find the anchor app a-n-c-h-o-r download it for free find invigorate radio on there and then hit leave message boom you can record it right from your phone and leave us a voicemail and we can play it on our show so that is something if you did not know now you know and i started a solo podcast called my chick cave where i just talk about other stuff about and i, I highlight um famous women in history and um, I ramble on about chick cave things and all that stuff. So I do that as a solo and you can find that at chickcavepodcast.com. And I think you can find Joy on um, the Instagram at invigoratejoy. And you can find myself on Instagram at invigoratejen. Yep. Just leave a message if you need be. Yep. Absolutely. Well, goodbye, everyone. All right. I see you in a brand new cartoon. Bye-bye. God bless. Have a good day. See, I feel like we have to talk to our, our nice, lovely jingle. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs>